right. We need just putting it out there. We're an, we're unorthodox. I mean, that goes without saying, right, Michelle? <laughs> That's what the whole Ray Kite movement's about. And the gift of the day is very symbolic of that. We think outside of any constraints. I'm not even going to say the box. I hate that freaking term. There is no box. How about the lunchbox? <laughs> oh, that's good because uh-huh. did you read my mind on what the hell I'm about to say? I, I knew exactly where you were going. How random. So one of the things that we do that's unorthodox, and I, I doubt that there are many podcasts that do this, we're so relaxed, we're so chill, we're so down to earth, transparent, authentic, etc., that we don't mind eating and drinking while we're on the mic. And, you know, Most people are like in the studio that's all sterile. The most you're going to get is like a candle. Mm-mm, not here. We're not ju- here. We're jugg- we have a lot of balls in the air. Yeah, we, we do. We sneak food in when we can. Yep. So You know, I, the most inappropriate times. It, of course. <laughs> what was yesterday's? Uh, cotton, cotton candy, candy gra- grapes. grapes. Right. Mm-hmm. So today, here, here's a new one. And, and you know, we this need to sponsor. This is not going to become a thing. No, we need it to be a thing. Because I would love to get a sponsor who has like a variety of different foods that sound aesthetically pleasing when they're being eaten. Isn't that a weird niche? Is yeah, but I niche? think there is a niche for that. Definitely. Yeah. And I know some people very close to me, one of them, who can't stand the sound of me chewing. Her and her sister actually rung me up for it. So So what you're so now you're gonna advertise it. Now I have to do it and show that there's function to it and that there's actually an audience for it. Hurry up and get it over okay, with. Okay, so here here <laughs> <laughs> Here's one of two snacks. Let's reveal the second snack on the next podcast. Okay. We're gonna do this first snack though. If you're good at detecting both crunch and soft, you might be able to get this one. Here we go. This one's for you. This one's for you. Oh, I had I had to do it. I had to make the orgasmic sound because. Mm. All right, you go. It goes well. You do one. I'm not gonna. Do Yo, come on. Boy, that was easy. Jesus. That's a post-dental visit crunch mm-hmm. right there, baby. Okay, last one. All right. On to business, y'all. It's it, uh, Thursday? Thursday the 4th. Wow. All that right. means it is deprivation, moderation, abstinence, and humility. And I suspect our quiz master has a question for us. Not only a question, a poll question Ooh, we're gonna put up polls. it's about that time would you say people hold you back i.e you're playing the blame game mm. or do you hold yourself back more what do you think that poll is gonna look like i'm paralyzed for the for a moment because i literally just had this conversation i could i will open up my damn phone it's almost like you were reading my texts i was <laughs> You couldn't have because I was in Costco. Oh, that's a hint. Oh, the food came from Costco. So she's looking through my phone now. I made a comment about how I'm coming to terms with the fact that I ended my last relationship under the belief that my partner was the one pretty much exclusively holding me back, if not at least a distraction. And nothing has changed in my level of motivation, nor my moving the needle forward. So that means I was wrong. Oh. I had this fantasy that once I cut her loose, that my mojo would come back and I would pick up where I left off before we met, which was I was on a super high and super 
accomplishing everything I put my mm-hmm. mind to, ceaseless energy, everything I touched turned to gold. Isn't that interesting? And you know that. You actually were a part of the, the narrative on that mm-hmm. when you said, well, how come you guys broke up? And I'm like, she was distracting me. Yeah. And my agent, I mean, let's, let's also say that she observed mm-hmm. that my behaviors were more focused on hedonistic <clears throat> little yeah. things that we were doing. Oh, you, did the you work on other category? Yeah, did, did you work on that contract for that that potential client? Uh, no, we were out of town this weekend. Well, what were you doing? Well, we were in Paris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, well, she was a terrible influence. Turns out I was wrong. It was me. It continues to be me. Now I've got to figure out how do I get back to that spot. So okay. your your timing on this question is crazy be more accurate. Poignant. Yes. Unbelievable. I mean, this was literally an hour and a half ago. I had this deep conversation. That is so crazy. I'm going to say that the poll is going to go right along with me. And it's going to be. thinking it's yes. them when it's really you. Right. And I, it How does, could it not painful. be right? You always can carve your own path, so they say. But right. Yeah. But it was it was an it was a depressing revelation realization yeah because number one we weren't going to work out long term anyway so that's not the depressing part the depressing part is I got work to do y'all ah mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and I'm all damn so it the, is me the and universe I, works in mysterious ways it it's sure time to does. clean the inner citadel right now right yep yep so you know and here's the here's the cool part about it here's the cool part about it and. The person I was speaking to pointed it out. She's like, now you get to follow all your own advice, big guy. So now we can prove that all this stuff works. I I get that daily. Yeah. It's a daily reminder because it's so easy to say, not me, right. you. Right. And we give so, off a lot of lofty advice, a tremendous amount of wisdom, super amounts of homework and such. And now guess what? Mm-hmm. The teacher becomes the student, and I'm right there in the seats alongside you guys. I can do that. I can lead side by side. I don't have to be in front of you. Yeah, what a realization. Mm-hmm. And it, it may it may attract more people because then they're like, no, so this rich. guy's full of crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm not just the owner. I'm a <laughs> customer. I'm also a client. Right, right. I couldn't remember. The hair club for men guy, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't get it nailed right out of my my brain, but... Yeah, well, that's a great opener, and you got a very real-time, authentic answer from me. I love it. Wow, this is off to a great start. Let's uh, continue on with the gift of the day. Let's do it. Most worry about free fall before they even leave the ground, paralyzing them and keeping them earthbound. Mm -hmm. Limiting yourself as a consequence of being captive to fear and doubt. You don't get many second chances. Right. We are offering one because... We fix that. I love that one. It's I wrote it a just one. a little differently. Uh-huh. And a lot of it's because I'm in the space that I'm in. So, <clears throat> How many opportunities do we miss out on a lifetime? That's something I would want to know when I die. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Are you in the same boat with me that you think that all of your, your earthly questions are going to be answered when you die? Oh. <gasps> Yes, and at a very oh. young age, you want to hear my first one that I wanted to answer? What? This is no lie. I wanted to ask, how many hairs do we really have oh. on the human head? Oh, my God. You and I are so alike in that. I, I can't honestly say that I've met somebody that has that same <laughs> philosophy. 
I, I have a, a list of what I want to hear something ridiculous. What is that? This sounds ridiculous, especially coming from me. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to the day I die so that <laughs> I can get all the answers. Do you want to, do you want to, oh, this is pathetic. Do you want to know one of my most burning questions? Yes. How many beers did I drink over my lifetime? Ooh. I bet it's obscene. That is fascinating. You want yes. another? You Stupid want another things one? like that. Yes, hit me. How many times did I fart? <laughs> How many times did I have sex? All these questions. Yeah. Because like, I'm a data whore. Mm-hmm. I want to know these things. I'm surprised you don't calculate that, or you keep track of that. I used to. Oh. Well, and then it got out of hand because it was just mm. happening way too often. All of those things together. Well, not at once. Hopefully. Stunning. And then follow-up question. Well, what's the average? Oh, of course. Was I above oh, or no, below? Oh, no, no, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that is crazy that that came, became a sidebar. Okay, that's a podcast for another time. There you go. That's a whole podcast on its own. And another poll question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Man, today's special. We can't What's be the only on? ones that, that ponder this, though. I don't think. We couldn't. Mm-hmm. What are the chances Mm-mm. that oh, the only two people out of a, how many billion on the planet? Yeah, no. no. There's got to be a belief that that book just falls into your arms and you're like, for the first full year of you being dead, you're yeah. just like, oh my God, I can't believe that. <gasps> Who really ki- killed JFK? <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. aliens were freaking real. I knew it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good I'm excited point. about it. Good point. Oh. What a weird start. So anyway, no, opportunities. How many opportunities have we passed up? I would say, optimistically, people avoid the opportunities more than they take them. So therefore, my answer to this question is, there are fewer opportunities harnessed and taken than there were opportunities given Uh and offered. I truly, in my heart of hearts, believe that. And I'll tell you what, regardless of influence, it is our responsibility to open that door. Right. And when you open that first door, that's the most important door. Like, I think I'm going to go out of my, my comfort zone. And I think you and I had spoken about this offline, about why did I become a pilot? Well, I always dreamt about it as a kid, but I got bored with not being challenged. I was bored with not having stress. I was bored with not having anxiety. Some people call that adrenaline junkie. I, I don't. Uh, maybe that just qualifies as an adrenaline junkie. I wanted to put myself in such an extreme situation where my life depended 100% on my performance and have the pressure and feel that pressure. So when it ends up happening, I get my license in record time. And then my instructor says, my only concern about you, you're my first student who doesn't seem to get anxious at all. You're not gripping the yoke. You're not futzing around with the controls. You are cool as a cucumber. That's what's going to get you killed. Ooh. Do you believe that? Nope. No. I think that it's the calm. And we're going to have an episode in the next couple of days that proves that I'm right. Absolutely, unequivocally proves that right. Yeah, because there's a difference between, what would you call it, confidence and... Arrogance. Arrogance and know-how than lackadaisical and sloppy. I don't think you ever get sloppy, even though you may or may not be pushed or frightened. You sort of understand all angles. I think you're able to take the situation and ratchet it down and untether it and see it for what it really is. True. I think that's the difference between you and most human beings. 
is some first reactions is stress. Oh my God. Oh my God. What do I do? What do I do? What I, what do I do? And then you kind of thrive in that. Oh my God, what do I do? So uh, I can distill it. That's what's, that's the difference. I use the terminology distilling. So I assessed all of the things that could make the plane fly. I assessed what are the things that would be worst case scenario and critical. And since I'm flying a Cessna, a small aircraft, my anxiety went to zero after I was told that if you make it through takeoff, you're fine because you can oh. glide from just about any altitude and find a reasonable spot to land. Okay. So what did I start doing? I started flying over the mountains where there is no reasonable place to land. <laughs> okay. Because I needed to feel that. It's also why I flew under the Bixby Bridge, yeah. right? Because I, I, I could. <laughs> yeah, and then three months of losing my... Or suspending my license, whatever. So I think that that first door is the key. You open that first door and you're like, oh my God, this expanded, this changed my world. Taking the opportunity, seizing the day, not worrying about the free fall before I've left the ground. And now I'm addicted to it. You know, and I see, I have, I don't have this mental picture. <laughs> Of all the doors, like some of them. Have you ever seen Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes. You just saw a Disney film. Ooh. But it wasn't my favorite. Oh god, it it's was like good. it's like really in the top five. There's I've an... seen it once. Let's okay, put it that way. Right. So you probably don't remember this. In the very beginning, the protagonist Jack Skellington realizes that oh, this is kind of a parallel. He realizes that things are mundane in his life. Okay, but this is a direct parallel. What a great analogy. So then he's like, I need something more. And he's talking to his dog, similar to what I do to Daisy. Like, I need something more in my life. I need some adventure. I need something new. So he goes to this round of trees. He walks all night. It's like a vision quest. He walks all night. And he comes to this magical spot where all these trees have doors on them. Mm. And they're shaped like different holidays. And so one's a heart for Valentine's Day. One's... Uh, a turkey for Thanksgiving. One's a shamrock. I'm Sounds like I need to revisit yeah. this film. It's awesome. There's okay. a lot of lessons. Okay. And this is another future podcast, by the way. Okay. Where have all the fairy tales gone? Where have all the fables gone? We don't do that anymore. You're not allowed to. <laughs> Apparently not. Well, we're going to talk about Dr. Seuss in another podcast too. So at any rate, lots of foreshadows for the future. So we get to this this spot in the in the forest and he sees this evergreen tree that's got all these sparkly things on them. And he's attracted to it. So then he opens the door and he gets sucked in and he's in Christmas. And he's like, oh, what's this? What's this? And he's just freaking out over this new thing. That okay. is a parallel to what it's like to take a new road, a new opportunity. I would come out of that Christmas town, shot out of a cannon, just as he was. But then I would go back to those trees and be like, well, damn. If Christmas was like that, I'm going to jump face first into, into the shamrock. And go into St. Patrick's Town, right? So how many people abstain from what would otherwise be that like completely life-altering experience? I, Too many. You know who I'm going to quote on this? Who? Michelle Bumgardner. Oh. And she said, because it's easy. Mm-hmm. You become complacent because it takes effort to not be complacent anymore. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. I'm a, I'm a believer in Michelle. Absolutely. When you brought that up, I thought, oh, well, that's a casual observation. Then it applied to just about everything. It does, right? I'm like, damn, you hit pay dirt, kid. Did I just call you kid? You did. 
Jesus. Shows my age and my in politically incorrectness. So at any rate, I believe, like I, I, I picture, I literally picture this, like my door, I could just see like where I'm going. The next door you, you see me falling out of, it's all sparkly and like you hear this boom, boom, boom coming out. And then you see me fall out of it. I'm wearing glittery, tight, stretchy shorts. I've got a neon glow stick around my neck and pretty much nothing else. I smell of female <laughs> and, and probably a white sandy beach. Like I'm picturing... Don't forget alcohol. Oh, of course. Or, or worse. And I just came from like Ibiza or something. Yeah, It right? sounds like your door opening is like a rave. Exactly. A party waiting yeah. to happen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like exhausted. Mm. I'm only falling out of the door because I need some naps. You cannot go I'm done. anymore. Yeah, my heart's <laughs> about to explode. And then I get out and then I go to the next door. What's the next door? How many doors have you opened? And I'm going to say that uh, that's another great poll question. Our average listener probably doesn't open more than one door in a year or two. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Ouch. And I'm opening them constantly. Some of them I quickly close because I'm like, oh shit, there's <laughs> right. a tiger behind it. Yeah. But, <laughs> or, oh, it's not what I thought it was going to be. So the first door is actually like the most important one. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Door number one is the most important. Now, it might be plaid or it might be beige and nothing spectacular, but it opens that mm -hmm. possibility. Right. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Like the first time you've stepped on a, out onto a nude beach, mm -hmm. you're like, this is super uncomfortable and I don't know. And then you get out there, you're like, huh, <laughs> this is quite nice. Uh -huh. Yes. And nobody's freaking out. And Still nerve-wracking at first. A little. And it's not what you think. Most people that are out on the nude beach, yeah, they're they, not supermodels. Right. This oh. is true. This you is see true. the body in its most human form mm -hmm. <laughs> with all its wondrous fun things and its not-so-fun things. Mm -hmm. True that. Yeah. I love it. So absolutely something that everybody should contemplate is, number one, how many doors have you opened? Number two... Why haven't you opened more? And number three, what is the door you really, really want to open? Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. My oldest daughter for her 18th birthday is opening a door. She's jumping out of a plane. Nice. See? This is what I'm saying. And of course, that's my progeny. <laughs> She's doing it for her 18th? On her 18th birthday. I love it. Yeah. Spectacular stuff. So, Michelle, what a crazy eye-opening. We learned a lot about each other on it this. It was good. Like, one. live... In, in just minutes, crazy yeah. stuff happened on this podcast, a magical podcast. I know that you've got some awesome homework queued up. Hit us with our free falling homework. I like that. Open one door. Ooh. You open one door today. Is it speaking up at work? Mm. Is it asking someone out? Is well, it well, well, I expect the phone to ring. <laughs> Are you wanting to present an idea to someone? I like it. That's it. Could be little, it could be big, but make it worthwhile. Something you've been wanting to do for a long time and haven't taken that leap. Maybe. Do it today. It's stepping out on a nude beach for the first time. Maybe you're somewhere that's super warm. It's this certainly is not here. No, sure. You wouldn't want to do that today. And you've if you do. always wanted to and never had the, post the it. guts. Yep. Oh. As much as you can anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it. But you should share. Whatever the door was that you opened. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Maybe take a swim in the ocean. Ooh. Right? 
How many people are terrified to go out in the ocean? That is true. Yeah, for me, that would be like, what? What are you talking about? Right. But that's so true. Or for your husband, who's out there like every day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... I love that different perspective because not all doors are going to be the same. And some you're going to be like, hmm, okay, that seems easy. But it's huge to someone else and life-altering potentially. Let me make this very clear. There's no judging of doors. Uh-uh. Zero. If your first door is to cross-dress, good for you. It is your door, you open it, whatever it is, as long as only one rule, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Mm-hmm. Open as many doors as you possibly can without fear, without regret, because the regret comes from not opening the doors. Mm-hmm. Challenge me on that, y'all. I've seen too many people die with regret to not know what I'm talking about. Yep. Open as many doors as you can. Because I'll tell you what, if it's not the door you want, the great thing about a door is you can close Shut the damn up. thing back up. Yep. Just do it, people. Ugh, come on now. Ugh. Michelle, lots of potential mic drop moments. What was your MDM today? Definitely opening new doors to places offers limitless potential. Love it. And so true. All right. This is where the reveal comes. What is the name of this brand? Oh, it's it's Kirkland. Apparently, I only shop at Costco. These are, everybody, here we go one more time. Mmm. Kirkland peanut butter pretzels, Valencia peanut butter filled pretzel nuggets. Get out there and fly that kite. Yako Hi everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.